All right. I'm pleased to be here with uh, Health Minister Adriana Lagrange and Susan Prendergast, uh, who is the president of the Nurse Practitioner Association of Alberta, and Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Health, Martin Long, to talk about a very important change coming to Alberta's primary care system. Just a few weeks ago, Minister Lagrange announced our government's work to strengthen the primary care system to ensure every Albertan has access to a family uh, primary care health practitioner when and where they need it. And to achieve this goal, we have to ensure that primary health care is the foundation of the entire health care system. We know that there's a lot of work to do, but we're at a critical time for health care in Alberta. Many people are struggling to find a family doctor, and those who have them may, may, may end up waiting weeks for an appointment. Albertans expect better, and so does our government. This is why I'm pleased that our government is closing the gap in the current funding structure to allow nurse practitioners to open their own clinics, take on patients, and offer services based on their scope of practice, training, and expertise. It's unfortunate that nurse practitioners have been underutilized in Alberta because they can provide an incredible service to Albertans. This past year, we've seen 255 physicians register to practice medicine in our province. In addition to these, 248 physicians and surgeons have chosen to remain in Alberta after finishing their training. This is so important for Alberta Albertans in need for um, for important healthcare services. But those hundreds of physicians are not all family doctors. By creating opportunities for nurse practitioners to open their own offices, we have the added ability to add more primary care providers for Alberta families. This would represent a significant positive outcome for tens of thousands of patients. Actually, we we're just talking about it, hundreds of thousands of patients. In fact, we will probably we will stop at nothing to ensure that Albertans have access to the care they need when and where they need it. And that's why we're also providing a grant to the Nurse Practitioner Association of Alberta for $2 million over three years. This investment will help to recruit and prepare nurse practitioners as they take on more responsibilities. And it will support them as they move to independent practice and take on patients. Nurse practitioners are highly skilled primary care providers with advanced training. They can assess patients provide diagnosis and treatment, order tests, and prescribe medications. They are a key part of the solution to ease pressure on the primary care providers. And I do want to be clear, Alberta's government is pulling out all the stops to stabilize and strengthen and improve Alberta's primary health care system so every single person can have access to a family practitioner and get the health care they need when and where they need it. Nurse practitioners are ready to lead and government will give them the resources so that they can lead. Help is on the way for Albertans frustrated with long delays uh, for for routine care. Now I'd like to turn things over to Health Minister Adriana Lagrange for more details. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Premier, and good morning. Just recently, we committed to several immediate actions that will make primary health care the foundation of the health care system. Addressing health workforce challenges is paramount, and delivering on this is something I take very seriously. This is precisely why we are implementing a nurse practitioner compensation model and closing this funding gap so that we can add much needed capacity to our primary health care system and help more Albertans find a regular care provider. Through the new model, Alberta Health will compensate nurse practitioners who want to practice independently, take on patients, and also offer services that reflect the full extent of their training skills, and experience. The College of Registered Nurses of Alberta will be responsible for the regulation of this work, and similar to other regulated professions, 
all nurse practitioners must meet minimum requirements to practice and follow standards set by the regulatory college. As Premier mentioned, we will be providing the Nurse Practitioner Association of Alberta with a grant of $2 million over three years. This funding will help implement the compensation model, recruit and encourage nurse practitioners to participate, and provide supports as nurse practitioners plan to set up their clinics and work independently. We expect the compensation model to begin rolling out in early 2024. And while its exact structure is still being developed, we expect it will apply to full-time nurse practitioners who agree to take on certain, a certain number of patients, whether it be in their own independent clinics or within existing primary care practices. In addition, nurse practitioners who opt into the new compensation model will qualify for supports to help manage their patient caseloads once those caseloads are established. These supports include $57 million over three years to help both nurse, nurse practitioners <clears throat> pardon me, and family doctors manage an increasing number of patients. Each provider has the potential to receive up to $10,000 annually. We anticipate that the compensation model will be implemented in stages as nurse practitioners become ready to participate. The model will be implemented for a minimum of five years and then evaluated to see what improvements are needed and how we can encourage as many nurse practitioners as possible to take part. We will work closely with the Nurse Practitioner Association of Alberta and the College of Registered Nurses of Alberta as the model is put into place. I look forward to working with them throughout the implementation process and encourage nurse practitioners from across the province to participate in this exciting opportunity. And we also extend that across Canada. This compensation model represents progress, adding critical capacity to Alberta's primary health care system. It is a change that will help more Albertans access health care in their communities and close to home. Thank you. And now I will ask Dr. Susan Pendergast, President of the Nurse Practitioners Association of Alberta, to say a few words. Thank you, Premier Smith and Minister LaGrange, for recognizing and supporting the role of nurse practitioners in improving access to high-quality primary care for Albertans. The Nurse Practitioner Association of Alberta is thrilled for the opportunity to support our neighbours across the province in accessing a care provider in all healthcare environments, not just primary care. With this announcement and this grant, the association will be perfectly positioned to ensure that our members are fully prepared to meet the needs of Albertans in both rural and urban communities. There is a large nurse practitioner workforce in Alberta ready and willing to step up. This grant will help NPs open primary care clinics across the province and quickly improve access to primary care for those without a dedicated provider. Nurse practitioners are full-scope healthcare providers who can assess, diagnose, order and interpret diagnostic tests, write prescriptions, and manage both wellness and illness or injury. Until now, accessing a nurse practitioner has been challenging. This announcement ends those challenges. The NPAA looks forward to working with Alberta Health to get clinics open and to support NPs in being able to do the work they're trained to do. 
This grant will also support sustainability of NP-led primary care through establishment of educational opportunities for registered nurses and NP business owners, the public and other stakeholders. It will also allow us to strengthen relationships with healthcare colleagues and professionals for the purpose of collaborative, comprehensive primary care and to continue advocacy for NPs and Albertans. The NPAA and nurse practitioners across the province are energized and ready to get to work. In the coming days, the association's focus will be on rolling out strategic plans to begin the work of connecting individual Albertans and communities with a nurse practitioner. It's the goal of the association that over the next three years, more than 300 NPs will successfully launch their primary care practice. Albertans can rest assured that they will receive high-quality, comprehensive care from their nurse practitioner, no matter where in the province they call home. Thank you again for your strong advocacy, Premier and Minister, and your teams. We wouldn't be here today without your commitment to addressing the primary care crisis in our province. Thank you. I would like to now introduce MLA Martin Long, Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Health. Thank you, Susan, and thank you, everyone. Good morning. I believe the creation of a compensation model for nurse practitioners is great news for rural Alberta. As the Parliamentary Secretary for Rural Health, I know only too well about the inability for rural Albertans to see a family doctor when they need to, or at all, because there's no doctor to see. This leads to emergency room visits and pressures on the entire health care system. My hope is that the compensation model we are talking about today will give rural Albertans more access to care in their own communities. I strongly encourage nurse practitioners to consider our rural communities and the opportunities they offer as they look to set up their own independent clinics or join existing primary care teams. I know from the meetings I've taken with municipal leaders since my appointment that the opportunity and the need is there. Today's announcement is yet another tool Alberta's government is, in, is using to address health care staffing shortages and to strengthen primary health care. It will help ease pressures on the system it means more health professionals will be providing primary health care to Albertans close to home. It's a good day for health care and a good day for health care in rural Alberta. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll now go into questions here. We'll start off in the room before going to the phones. Everyone in the room, we'll go to Emmanuel, then Lisa, and then Janet, and then over to the phones. Yeah, uh, for Mr. LaGrange, um, during your AHS performance announcement, you said that you wanted to ensure that every Albertan had access to either an NP or a family doctor. How far are we from that goal right now? Well, we're working towards um, getting more and more physicians and more and more, as, as the announcement is uh, that we just announced today, that uh, we're working to get more nurse practitioners as well. So uh, we know that right now there's roughly about 700, six to 700,000 people that are unattached. So we need... Um, to step up in a, in a big way. Uh, we have heard that uh, we have approximately 255 new physicians that have come to Alberta, that have registered to practice in Alberta just in the last four months alone. 
That's great news, but not all of them are uh, family practitioners, um, as the Premier indicated. And uh, as Susan has indicated, uh, Dr. Pendergast has indicated, uh, there is the, the potential for uh, roughly about 300 or so uh, new nurse practitioners to set up their own practice. So that, that will certainly add to the availability of um, everyone having an, uh, a primary care home. But uh, we know more has to be done. So we're working very, very hard on that. Can I ask something? Sure. Absolutely. So we, we do know that the average patient load for a family practitioner is about 900 patients. So if you do the math on what uh, Minister LaGrange was saying, if we have 700,000 people that are unattached, that gives you some range for the number of combination of doctors and nurse practitioners that we need to recruit into the system in order to, to ensure that everybody has coverage. Now, some of those nurse practitioners and family uh, doctors will take on more patients. We've heard from uh, from Dr. Pendergrass that there is one of her nurse practitioners currently working in a clinic that has 2,200 patients. So there there is a, a range, but that should give you some idea of where we're going. So if you have 300 nurse practitioners coming in, um, a, a hopefully a significant number of those new doctors that are, are registering here also taking on family practice, we're, we're getting pretty close to narrowing that gap. Follow-up from Minister LaGrange, too, uh, about the compensation model. If an NP can do 80% of what a family doctor can do, should they be paid 80% of what a family doctor is paid? Well, we're going to work very closely with uh, the association and the College of Nurse Practitioners to make sure that we come up with a fair model. Um, so that is part of the what the $2 million will work towards, is that uh, we will work together on what is a fair model. So that is to be determined, but we hope to have that model up in place by, um, by uh, January of this upcoming year. 2024. Perfect. Thank you. And Lisa, did you have any? Uh, yeah, just to follow up on that, the, the new compensation model, I mean, can you give us more details about that? Because the support, the caseload supports, that was already announced. So what we're talking about here is this compensation model rolling out in January, but it's still to be determined. Like, you're still working on it. Correct. There's many logistics that we have to work through and so we're working very closely with the association to make sure that uh, that the model that we come up with will be fair and uh, equitable for nurse practitioners. Do you have any estimate of how much that that model will cost Alberta Health? I mean if you're taking like like was said you know 80% of the potential billing codes that family physician can build the problems for, and moving over to we're the actually not going. Model, yeah, we're, the math there. I mean, how much is this going to cost Alberta Health? We're not looking at a fee for service. We're looking at a a different model with nurse practitioners, and uh, also I look at it as how much will it save the healthcare system when when we look at the fact that a lot of people when they don't have a um, primary care provider they end up going to emergency rooms or they let their health care um, get to a critical stage so that by the time they get um, to needing like they get to an emergency room then they need more care so I really believe this will actually save the healthcare system dollars. The average billing of a doctor is in around that $360,000 range. Um, but it, it's, it is hard to, um, to, to put an exact number on that amount. Um, you know, because there's, 
there's many factors. Like, obviously, doctors make more than that, but they also have clinics that they have to support their administrative costs. They have staffing costs. So um, if you're looking at net, that is an average. But again, um, I don't want to be too specific because, obviously, there's lots of doctors uh, practicing uh, various um various uh, specialties as well. So I, I, I don't want to be specific on that particular amount, but that's a kind of a rough estimate in, in that range. Thank you. And we'll go to Janet. Yeah, also have compensation questions. If you're not looking at fee-for-service, are you looking at alternative relationship plan, or can you describe what the alternative to fee-for-service is? It, it, it is exactly what you're talking about, an, an alternative relationship of, of sorts. So we are looking to see what what makes sense um, and how we can, uh, in fact, make sure that uh, nurse practitioners are compensated for their skill set, their knowledge, the work that they're doing, the panel that they will be looking after. Um, also, if they're setting up their own clinic, um, as we provide for physicians, there's um, dollars available for the actual administration costs, et cetera. Primary care networks have um, a, a different compensation model. So we're, we're going to work with the association to make sure that we get the right model that works for them. I wanted to hear from Susan what um, estimate, time estimate, you think it might realistically take for some of your colleagues to apply, go through these hoops, you know, get a loan, set up a practice. When could we actually see clinics opening by the people who are really gung-ho for this? Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. Um, it depends on how uh, many you know, many days and weeks, I suppose, it takes to formalize the process of, of an expression of interest to the Alberta Health and to the Nurse Practitioners Association. But we already have several NPs that have indicated that they're ready to go. Um, setting up a clinic is actually very easy. Um, I've done it in the past, as, as have several of my colleagues. The issue is just making sure that we have the infrastructure set up for NPs to make this sustainable over the long term. Um, realistically, if we can get that infrastructure set up, we should have clinics opening in January, February. Thanks, Janet. And we'll go over to the phone lines now. Operator, could you put through our first caller, please? Jonathan Bradley, Western Standards. Hello, uh, my first question is for Minister LaGrange. So with, uh, this, with the healthcare problems Alberta is experiencing, one issue is with labor shortages. What do you intend on doing to enhance recruitment of nurse practitioners? So part of the $2 million that uh, um, we just announced today um, is working with the uh, association and with the College of Nurse Practitioners to really um, incentivize and, and look at how we can recruit more nurse practitioners. I know we ha graduate roughly about 150 nurse practitioners a year in Alberta. Uh, that being said, many of them take the course from out of province. And so um, we, we just want to make Alberta the most attractive place to come and work and um, setting up a new uh, compensation model, uh, having the ability to expand the post-secondary programs. That's something that we're also um, actively investigating and, and working towards. Uh, those will all add into the ability to have more nurse practitioners come and practice in Alberta. Okay, and I have a follow-up question on an off-topic uh, matter for Premier Smith. 
So a little while ago, it was mid-last week, uh, Red Deer Catholic Regional School trustee Monique LaGrange was removed from her position after violations related to sharing a meme comparing uh, Pride Month to Nazi indoctrination. What do you think about that? Well, I have, I have said that the only time you should ever make reference to the Nazi flag is when you're talking about actual Nazis. It's an inappropriate comparison to use it. It undermines the horrible experience that Jews had during the Holocaust, and it's inappropriate. So she has to take responsibility for her actions, and the board made a decision, and that is an independent process that, uh, that we allow under the School Act. Great. Thank you, Jonathan. We'll go to our next caller. Operator, could you please put them through, please? Rick Bell, Calgary Sun. Uh, question for Premier Smith. Uh, good morning, Premier. Um, yesterday in Saskatchewan, uh, the Scott Moore government had a news conference talking about the clean uh, electricity regulations, expressing their frustration, releasing a letter that they sent to the Federal Environment Minister, and uh, the letter and their press conference echoed almost exactly the same concerns that you have articulated about um, about those regulations being unconstitutional, unattainable, etc. Um, so I'm interested because you haven't had a good news uh, press conference saying that you and uh, the Environment Minister for the Feds have, uh, uh, both are on the same page. I would like to know uh, how are the talks going between uh, Alberta and the feds with regards to the clean electricity regulations, because, of course, the clock is ticking on this whole file. Well, we're getting pretty frustrated because they, they've had a Supreme Court loss now that says that they cannot use their federal power as a pretext to invade provincial jurisdiction. And they're acting like that Supreme Court case didn't happen. They had another loss on the issue of plastics, which was also an unconstitutional overreach and unreasonable. And instead of accepting the court's judgment, they're going to drag it out again. So we've got a lawless federal government. And when you have a lawless federal government, then you've got to assert that the Constitution matters. We've got the Supreme Court behind us. We're continuing to press that matter. They haven't dropped it yet. Uh, but I can tell you, we are, are just like um, uh, Premier Mo, getting increasingly frustrated uh, at the way they're behaving on this. We, we, we think that there is a resolution. So a line to get to 2050 on emissions reductions targets, that's the position that we continue to put forward. And that's what we're going to do in Alberta, quite frankly. We, we know that that's achievable. We know we have the constitutional jurisdiction. And uh, we, we know that they're acting in a way that's outside of their boundaries. And, and a supplementary, Premier. Um, so what... Why are they? Why are they not willing to compromise? Is it that they don't believe you've uh, articulated in the past many, many times that you're willing to use uh, all legal measures to fight for the constitutional rights of the province? Is it a case of they don't care, or they don't think you'll do anything, or like what is the situation here when the Alberta government has been? very clear about how far you're willing to go. What is it about with the feds that they just don't seem to either get it or they don't care and they're just proceeding on with what they want to proceed on? 
I'm shocked by it, quite frankly. I mean, imagine a province getting a, a constitutional judgment against them and saying, yeah, whatever, we're just going to keep on doing what we're doing anyway. That's what the feds are telling us. It's outrageous, really. And so we're we're continuing to press the matter. We've told them we are simply not going to implement their targets of 2035. We continue to hope that they're going to align with us around 2050. I can only imagine that... Uh, You've got, um, for some reason, they believe that Stephen Guibault should be setting the entire policy for the government. I, I, in the face of everything showing them that these reckless policies are causing their support to erode. Everybody knows that the reason why the grocery bills are going up, the reason why it costs uh, a lot of money to fuel up with gas and diesel, the reason why it's going to cost money in home heating this winter is because of their carbon tax, because of their reckless policies. So it's a very easy point for us to make. If you think things are bad now, they're going to be five times worse if we continue going down this path. And I, I, uh, I'm mystified as to why they think that this is a winning issue for them in the face of every single month, they get lower and lower results in the, in the polls. But all I can imagine is that somehow they think that uh, Minister Gibault's position is a popular one. I can tell you it's not. And it's going to lose them the election if they don't change course. Thanks, Rick. And we have time for two more questions. So operator, could you put through our next caller, please? Morgan Black, Global News. Hi, question for Minister LaGrange, please. Uh, so you talked earlier about the need uh, to keep more health workers in Alberta, uh, family doctors and otherwise. I'm wondering if the hope of this announcement would also ideally take pressure off family doctors and encourage them to stick around. Oh, absolutely. Um, making sure that uh, they have other team members that they can rely on, um, that are funded, that also uh, can be an integral part of their team, uh, certainly will will help to alleviate uh, some of the pressures that our family doctors are seeing. Also, the um, as I said earlier, there's so many people that are unattached right now, do not have a um, primary care provider, that having nurse practitioners who are able to take some of that uh, burden off of physicians uh, will will certainly help the system as a whole. Again, uh, primary care needs to be the foundation of our whole health care system. And uh, to date, it hasn't been. It's been somewhat fragmented. We really need, uh, through the MAPS um, work that we've been doing, is really refocusing the whole health care system that this actually has to be our foundation. So we want to strengthen that foundation through doctors, through um, nurse practitioners, and other primary care providers as part of a team. Thanks, Minister. And then the other question is for Ms. Prendergast. I'm just wondering, is there anything in this scope that a nurse practitioner could not do in their practice compared to what a family doctor could do? Um, our scope of practice is uh, similar to a family physician. As I mentioned, we can assess, diagnose, order, interpret tests, um, prescribe any medication, um, and manage both wellness and disease. Um, some of our NPs also work in acute care um, and have expanded skills there. So uh, a very different type of um, approach, perhaps, but a similar scope. Thank you, Morgan. And we'll take our last question now. Operator, could you put through the last caller, please? Yes, so Rob, TTV. Morning. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, Just uh, both for uh, Premier Smith. The first one being uh, your reaction to the federal fall economic statement. Well, there's um, uh, what we're looking for uh, from the federal government is 
some commitment to, to follow what we're doing with uh, carbon capture, utilization and storage and providing support for those industries that want to invest in it. They've been talking about it for the last couple of years. They talked about it more yesterday. And so it looks like they're getting closer to giving some uh, detail around that. We'll be announcing our detail around our program next week. And we're really hopeful that uh, they, they keep their commitment to put some legislation in place before the end of the year so people know what that framework is. It would be nice to go to COP28 so that with uh, with an understanding of what the investment climate looks like in Canada for this uh, important new innovation, considering in the U.S. the Inflation Reduction Act is is really creating a, a boom in investment down there. We don't want to get left behind. So I'm glad that they re-announced what they intended to do. But I think what I would like to see before we go to COP is some of, some of the details of what that looks like. Thanks. And one more question for you, Premier Smith. Uh, we're hearing that the province is creating its own CCUS incentive program. Just wondering what you can tell us about it and any idea of when it will be announced. Yeah, it'll be announced. Do we have the date on that we pinned that, that demo? Yeah, it'll be next week. I have to, I'm going to be leaving for Dubai on November 20, uh, 30th. So it'll, it'll be before we go away. We're just pinning down the date. It'll be next week, but we'll, we'll send out a press release that when we pin down the actual date. Perfect. Thank you for that, Jessica. And that's all the time we have Thanks for questions everyone. today.